Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. everybody, Pastor Mike here, and my lovely co-host, Lady J, your church mother. Thank you to everyone who is listening to our show. This show goes live every Tuesday at 8 p.m. for your enjoyment, and you can follow this show at blogtalkradio.com forward slash ppm with Pastor Mike. You can follow me on Twitter at Pastor M. Johnson 6 and on Facebook at Pastor Mike W forward slash Pastor Mike. All links are in the description. We're here with you today talking about a very, very special topic, uh, something that I wanted to talk about and pretty much get off my chest. And uh, we have a very special guest with us today going to help us um, discuss this topic today. Uh, So let's clap it up for my friend and brother, Prophet Tommy Jordan. Amen. God bless you, sir. God bless you, Pastor. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Welcome to the show. Good to be here. Glad to have you today. Um, Just to get you familiar with our audience, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, I am one of the pastors of Abiding Love Deliverance Ministries in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. I co-pastor with my lovely wife, Pastor Stephanie Jordan. And, man, we're just excited about God and what he's doing. That's great. That's great. Great. Great to have you here. And, actually, Pastor Stephanie is, she's sitting in the cut in the studio with us. And then she's over there smiling. Mm -hmm. And I'm glad to have you all with us today. Uh, We have a good topic to talk about today. Um, But I want to ask you a question before we get into the topic. Um, What is the role of a prophet in today's church? 
Well, the role of the prophet actually really has not changed. Um, the role of the prophet has been to encourage, rebuke, reprove, to direct. However, the methodology has changed. Um, whereas the prophets of old would uh, declare the word of the Lord, um, give instruction and direction, and the method would be a little different. Whereas uh, you would have prophets such as uh, the prophet Elijah going forth to declare the word of the Lord, and he's speaking the language of the land. However, you know, Paul declares that, you know, we ought to be all things to all men. So the methodology has changed, but the same message. Got you. Got you. Um, So as stated earlier, we're talking about the identity of the church. And from my perspective, uh, I honestly think that the church is on a decline. I think the church is really on a decline because you have too many people trying to do one thing. You don't have enough people spreading out doing, completing the full body of Christ. And uh, what is your perspective on the church? It's funny uh, we're talking about this. Uh, and it's something I always talk about dealing with the identity of the church. Um one of the issues that we're having in the church, uh, besides identity, is the message of Christ itself. Uh, the message of Christ has been diluted. It has really been almost forsaken, where our main message was to preach Christ and him crucified. Now we're preaching about uh, how this car is a lamb how it could be sexy, saved, and sanctified. Mm-hmm. And I can't hear nobody on that. <laughs> but, um, yeah, and it's all right. I have no problem with, uh, you know, how the message is delivered, but long as it points to Christ. Right. And when we're dealing with the church in itself, we think about, you know, in the word how in the tabernacle everything pointed to Christ. Right. Mm-hmm. A lot of it is pointing to us. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That's really, really a problem. Yeah. Because uh, most preachers now, although we're preaching Christ, but we're really putting ourselves out there. Yes. You know, it's like, you know, see Christ, but see me. Absolutely. And that's really, really a problem in the church because nobody is really, you know, got our uh, decrease so that you can increase. Absolutely. You know, we're, we're so... Um, on the point of trying to put our names right. in light. Right. And that's a problem. Right. You that's know, really a problem. The scripture says if I be lifted up, it's talking about Christ. Right. Uh, but we lift up ourselves, you know, and I always say, you know, I remember going before the Lord in prayer, and he began to tell me how the church has got it twisted because for so long we always blamed Jezebel for the issue when that's not the issue at all. Mm-hmm. The problem is it's really Absalom because if we look at the identity of Absalom, he was one within the same natural bloodline as Jezebel. So that's why the characteristics are similar. But the uh, the main purpose of Absalom was to build his own kingdom. And in itself, that is a problem because he is a jealous God Mm -hmm. and he won't have any gods before him. Right. And that's that's so true. I had a... um 
had a dream about probably two months ago. Uh-huh. And in the dream, I was standing in front of, like, this little village. Right. And I was at, like, the gateway of the village. And while standing at the village, next to me was this gigantic lion. I mean, the lion was so huge. It was humongous. Um, as I looked at the lion, he roared mm-hmm. and just took off running. And he started just running through buildings. Now, each building was a church. He was just running through the buildings, and the buildings was collapsing. But then there were buildings that had a, a symbol on it. I don't know what the symbol was, but it was a symbol on it. And he didn't run through those buildings. He ran around them. And when I woke up, um, the Spirit of the Lord drops in me that there's about to be uh, some things that's going to happen to the churches where God is going to uncover, mm-hmm. he's going to reveal, and those that have his mark, yeah. those that have his name, are the ones that's going to be spared. Wow. And so it's my heart goes out for the church yeah. because – the church is, is really, we're not in a place where we should be. Absolutely. I find it uh, very, very hard when um, the people in the church, where we find that we have to go out into the world to get ideas Absolutely. to do Absolutely. to make the church uh, more impressive or right. more, you know, comfortable for sinners. But I was always taught by the great apostle that uh-huh. if any sinner can come into your church and say this feels comfortable, then there's a problem. There's a problem. There's a problem. And it's so funny, as you were telling your dream, you know, I began to just ponder on what you were saying. The lion in itself represents government. In the government realm, the scripture and revelation really deals with the lion and the bear and things of that nature and how the lion represents the government realm of how it's going through every building. And literally what it's saying is if they don't have the mark, literally, you know, that mark that you were talking about that were on certain buildings, mm-hmm. that mark represented Satan's own. It represented Satan's own because Satan knows his people. The enemy knows his own people. He don't want those who he don't already have. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's the main objective of the enemy. We know he comes to kill, steal, and destroy. But also, I tell everyone everywhere I go that the devil don't want your stuff. Right. He's after your character. Right. You know, and we got to make sure that the church remains the church. Right. You know, we have to sound like the church. We have to look like the church. Right. You know. And it's and that's very true, um, and I'm so glad that you said that that we have to sound like the church. And that's a point that I really, really want to break out. Bring out is that our the sound of the church. We don't know who we are. Absolutely. We don't know if we want to be Jay Z this week. Right. We don't know if we want to be uh, uh, what's the other guy, Kanye West. Yeah, future. We don't know. You know, we don't know what sound we want to give unto God Absolutely. and say, God, we present this to you. How? Right. How can we present something like that to God and say, God, you know, this is what we're going to praise off of? No. Absolutely. No. We have to, we we know who we're supposed to be. Right. We know the sound that we are supposed to give unto God. And the problem comes in is when we're trying to take something from somewhere else. Absolutely. And then try to deem it holy. Right. And then offer it up to God. That's right. And that's uh-huh. the same thing 
that um where um uh with the guy that killed his brother in Genesis. Oh, Cain and Abel. Cain and Abel. Yeah. Cain tried to take what he wanted. Yeah. And give to God and deem it as holy. Absolutely. When God says, No, I'm not accepting it. You have right. to give me the first fruits. Right. Give me what I know belongs to me. Absolutely. Don't give me what you want to give me. You know, and it's so funny, Pastor. Um, you know, I being being one um and dealing with music, I try to tell, you know, all the musicians I can tell the chords you're playing because at the end of the day, you know, one of the best praise and worship leaders was Satan himself. Right. And music is universal. Right. And if we look at the scale musically, from C to C, including flats and, and sharps, it's all universal. Mm-hmm. But the thing that distinguishes the difference is it's not the chords. Because if I play the same blues chord, it's the same as a church chord. But the difference is the posture of your heart. Right. So we, it's not really the music itself; it's the vessel that's coming for, that is coming through. Right. Let's. Uh, we're going to take a quick uh, sixty-second message break from Iron Pushers. This is your sixty-second fitness tip of the day with Iron Pushers, and today we're going to talk about water. Water is made up of 80% of the body. It is very important to consume enough water. So how much water should we consume? You may ask. So women should consume about six to eight cups of water a day, while men should consume about 10, about 10 to 12 cups of water a day. So the benefits of drinking water, believe it or not, one of them is migraine. Um, it can help you to rid your migraine if you didn't take enough water. Uh, another benefit is skin. If you want better looking skin, which everybody does want, it can help you have smoother skin. And lastly, I would say it's a great detox. Water helps your liver to be able to do its job in pushing all the unhealthy toxins out of the body. So this has been Iron Pushers with your 60-second fitness and health tips of the day. And we're back. Welcome back, everyone. A great 60 seconds uh, message break from Iron Pushers. Uh, we're back, Pastor Mike, your host, with Lady J, and our special guest tonight, uh, Prophet Tommy Jordan. Uh, we're going to open up the phone lines now, and we're going to ask you know that you call in for your questions, with your questions and your comments. Um, the number that you can call in is two one five three eight three thirty nine. Twelve, again two one five three eight three thirty nine twelve. Before we get to the phone lines, Lady Johnson, what is your um, perspective on the church right now? So this is such an interesting topic because one is identity crisis that we're speaking of, and because I'm a I'm a psychology major, it kind of hits home for me. So there's a name, there's a guy by the name of Eric Erickson. And he's a psychoanalyst, and he brings out that each of us go through stages throughout life. Um, there's about eight stages that we go through from the time we are born up until our uh, adolescent and well beyond our adolescent years. And one stage that I just want to point out that I feel like the church is stuck in is identity versus role. 
confusion. Mm -hmm. And because we don't know who we are, we're confused about our roles in the church. So instead of allowing God to use us and we have our individualism, we conform to everything that everybody is doing because it seems right, because everybody is doing it. So when it comes to sticking out and playing out our role, we don't know our role, so we become a chameleon in the church. Mm-hmm. We, we, whatever our environment is, that's who we are. So instead of sticking out and being peculiar, we'll go ahead and attach ourselves to things and people that we should not. And, and when you're asking the question, who are you? And we have these premature pastors and prophets because they haven't laid before God enough time to get to know who they are. So they're going through this identity crisis. They don't know who they are. So when they see a pastor or a prophet and it looks popular, that's what they want to do. So they work in a role that they're not ordained to work in because they're confused about their role because they haven't laid with God enough time to find out who they are in the body of Christ. I don't need six hands. There's only two hands on my body. Right. I don't need six feet. There's only two feet. Like, we don't know our roles, so we create these these deformed bodies right. in the yeah. Christ, in, in the body of Christ. And it, we're working out of God's order because we don't know simply who we are. So until we spend enough time with God and realize who we are, then the church is always going to go through an identity crisis. We're not going to know who we are in God. So when people coming into the church, and we're feeding them these messages that it's okay to do different things that God didn't call you to do, we're, we're always going to stay in a state of deformity and because it's out of the norm to do something that's normal. It's out of the norm to be different. Right. It's out of the norm to have a crazy, outrageous shout to run around the church and just be, right. you know, right on for God and not right. care about anybody else. It's out of the norm to do these things, so everybody got to learn how to crisscross. Right. right. Everybody got to learn how to roll their tongue when they're speaking in tongues, and it's like, right. God is like, that's not what I want. That who who are you in me? Like, where's your voice? Right. I don't know you because you don't spend enough time with me. I don't know your voice, and you don't know mine because there's no time. So that's why you don't know who you are. Right. All right. Let's 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 get to the phone lines real quickly. Hello, you're on the air with Pastor Mike. And we're moving. Yes. Hello, you're on the air with Pastor Mike. Okay, maybe nobody wants to talk to us today. (laughs) (laughs) All right. That was good, Uh, Lady J, what you were saying. Um, It's funny because I was in prayer and the Lord began to speak to me about the spirit of intimidation mm. and how it's so heavy in the church like never before. Right. You know, and we talk about uh, identity. Identity is set up based upon the system that you're a part of. And I find it that, you know, even in the Jewish culture, it was the father who was the one that spoke purpose over the child life. It was the father who was one to say, well, you are a man now, and here is your inheritance, and you are the woman now, here is your inheritance, and speak purpose over your life. Right. And the problem is, they're not waiting for the father to speak. Right. That's they're good. allowing wow. other people to tell them who they really are, yeah. you know, and it's really a scary thing. Right. right. Let's go to the phone lines again. 
Hello, you're on the air with Pastor Mike. Hello? Beeping their horns? <laughs> <laughs> so that's really, really um, an issue that that we have. Yeah. Like everyone, like Lady J was saying, everyone wants to be the head. Right. Everybody wants to run to the pulpit. Absolutely. Because it seems quote unquote popular, right? Or it seems like the good thing or the the right thing to do, and you know they're not understanding that you have your place in in the right. body. Right. You might not be behind the pulpit. Absolutely. You might be the finger. Absolutely. <laughs> you might be the thumb. That's right. But you have to know your place. Right. And because nobody knows their place, mm-hmm. it's causing the body to be dysfunctional. Absolutely. Causing the body to be very dysfunctional. All right, we're going to try this one more time with the phone line. Hello, you're on the air with Pastor Mike. Call dropped. I don't think anybody wants to talk to us tonight. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, but that's, that's, that's very, and that's very key. You know, not to have too many heads. Absolutely. Because we, the Bible speaks of a three-headed yeah. dragon. Absolutely. And you know, if you have that, then something is very wrong. There is. To have you know so many heads and right. you know everybody just want to be in the forefront because you know it's popular. Absolutely. You know, I want to be prophet so that I can speak to people, and you're speaking to people and messing the church up. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, it's it's crazy because, you know, we have to learn as the church, as the grace moves, we move with the grace. And it's so funny because we have gotten to a place where we want to make the presence of God something that is uh, uh, very easy to handle. Right. And literally, we have to understand, like, when sent for the Ark of the Covenant from Obed-Edom's house. The issue wasn't that uh, the people that were carrying the Ark, the issue was that it was on the cart. Mm -hmm. Anybody who knows they carry glory, it ain't never easy. Right. It's not easy carrying the glory. Right. You know, and the fact that he tried to take these individuals, now, now mind you, that David was the man of God. Right. You know, and everyone that David employed had to have the same mindset. Right. Because that was the setup of the kingdom. So these men weren't sinners. They weren't sinners at all. So it wasn't that their sin caused them to drop the glory. It was the fact that they tried to make the glory easy to handle. Easy to handle. That's good. And a lot of people do that. Yeah, yeah. They want you know, they don't want to take the the path that God has chosen them Absolutely. or directed for, you know, the church to go through. They want to try to, as as, as much as they can, yes. try to make it easy to handle. Yes, yes. And you can't do that. Right. You know, you I, tell, I tell anybody, you know, it's not going to be a comfortable place. 
but with God, he makes his grace available to us right. to handle the pressure. Right. You know, Paul saw them three times, but after the end of the day, he said that my grace is sufficient for you. I know you've been in prison, Paul. I know you've got this eye issue. Later on down the road, you're going to be shipwrecked. And then you're going to, you know, be bit by the snake. you got to shake it off in the fire. But my grace is still sufficient for right. you. It's more than enough. Right. You know, but we want to add the additives to be uh, uh, the lights, the camera, the action. Uh-huh. You know, and, and it's a sad place where we want all the glamour but no gospel. You know, and that's the part where the church has messed up at. We're beautifying the tabernacle, but Ichabod is at the door. Right. Yeah, I think that um, the, a solution to finding out who we are is when you just spend time with God. Right. Just that's that's all what we're asking and pretty much driving tonight. You'll find out who you are if you just spend some quality time with God. You get to know Him. You'll get to know yourself. If you try to live out His characteristics, right. then you'll carry you know those characteristics of Christ. So just for all the listeners out there, if you haven't been spending time with God, then get, give God your tithe for the day. You owe right. him two hours and 40 minutes. If you haven't done so, then right. cut your sleep short. Right. Set your alarm clock and get up and just spend time with him. If you just, right. just sit in quietness, God, I'm just setting the time because I don't know who I am in the body of Christ, and I've been trying to be this person, and I've been trying to be that person, and I've been trying to carry their name and brand their name and brand my name, but do I have your name applied to my life? Right. right. Is my name written in the land, yeah. books of life, land book of life? So when you just spend time with God, you'll get to know who you are, and you won't have to suffer through the identity crisis that the church is going through. And it, sometimes, you know, it's It'll take a, a a little bit of isolating yourself yes, from right. people. That's true. So that you won't conform to the people that you're hanging around. Right. Mm-hmm. And even Jonathan McReynolds said it best. You know, Father, take away the pressure. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, I don't want to be something that the church have created me to be yeah. or that you did not create me to be. Absolutely. And so, and that's really, really a problem. Yeah. You know, because a lot of times the church will give you a title. Yes. The church will tell you, oh, you're a prophet so-and-so. Mm-hmm. Hey, no, I'm not. I'm really not. Absolutely. You know, the gift of prophecy may have fell in on me, but that does not mean that I'm a prophet. And see, a lot of people don't know the difference. Yes. That the yes. gift of prophecy can fall on you, right. but it does not necessarily mean that you're a prophet. Right. And we got one more caller. We're going to try this one more time. Hey, you're on the air with Pastor Mike. Hey. Yes. Ah, all right. Well, I'm enjoying the, the show and the topic. Um, I I just have, like, two cents to add on it. It's just um, one of the scriptures that's been sticking out to me this week is First Corinthians 15, um, the first part of the 10th verse. It says, but I am what I am, but by the grace of God, I am what I am. Um, Paul was pretty much telling Corinth that, um, I'm not. I'm not who I am. I don't hold the title and the position I hold because I'm perfect. I was only graced to operate in a certain place, and if without that grace, it's almost impossible. And I think people negate the grace of God and what it's actually for. They 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 use it to cover up their mess ups, but don't use it to actually operate in authority and the place they're supposed to be in. So there's some people that know who they are, but don't know the grace that they need in order to meet the measure of what they're called to do. And that's very true. That's very true. Thank you again for your uh, 
for your call. We definitely appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Have a good night. You too. Well, this is the part of the show where we have to say good night to you all. We want to first say thank you for being a part of this show. Thank you for tuning in to um, the, tonight's topic. Uh, we're talking about the identity, the identity of the church, and how you know pretty much not sure of who they are. And it was a great topic, you know. And I, I think it's something that we. Um, as people of God, we need to learn to spend time with God so that God can direct us and show us who we truly are and not allowing the church to tell us who we are. So um, thank you again to our, uh, our callers. And I apologize for the technical difficulties that we're having on tonight. Um, thank you to my beautiful co-host, Lady J, your church mother. Thank you to our great guest, the great prophet, <laughs> Tommy Jordan, uh, Prophet Tommy, how can they how can they reach you? Um, I could be reached on Facebook at Prophet Tommy Jordan, um, on Twitter and Instagram with that same ID. Also, I could be reached by email at Prophet Tommy Jordan at gmail dot com. Amen. All right. Um, don't forget to join us next Tuesday. At 8 same time, um, 8 p.m., we will be back here. Um, don't forget to pass the mic with Pastor Mike. I'm your host, Pastor Mike. People of God, be blessed. Sticking on top that'll change your life. Talking about the word of the Lord, he'll make it all right. If you've been redeemed, and Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.